0: In this episode, I sit down with Ross Everett, creator of Stop Stopping The Unstoppable, to talk about why you should stop stopping the unstoppable. Get excited because this is tiny leaves big changes. To another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I'm sitting down with Ross Everett. Ross is the creator of a show and author of a book called Stop Stopping the Unstoppable. And um, besides the fact that it's a great name, um, I'm, I'm really excited to learn from him more about this concept and and, and why it is in our individual lives, we need to stop getting in our own way and stop uh, uh, forcing ourselves into mediocrity. And so with that said, Ross, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: Absolutely, man. So let's start here.
1: Um, Where'd you come up with the name? Because it's really great. I wanted something that was inherently stupid. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted something that no one could take seriously, but at the same time felt like over the top empowerment. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was either going to be like today starts now, or but then when I said stop stopping the unstoppable, like I needed something that Just people clicked. would. clicked? Well, you have to laugh at it. Like you have to laugh at it immediately, but also understand. And mm-hmm. I was like that, it's so reflexive and confusing and dumb, it was perfect. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Nice.
0: Um, so how, how long have you been doing this? Did the show come first, the book? Like, give me the timeline of everything.
1: So the timeline of everything, I I was doing like YouTube videos. I have like a pretty big, you know, YouTube presence for a long time. And, uh, I wound up going to clown school out in France where I met a bunch of people that were developing these shows for fringe festivals and they were like, what's your show going to be Ross? And I was like, I don't really know. And one of them came with me to a personal development event, which I've been like, you know, uh, I'll call it a closet fan of personal development. Mm-hmm. I say, I have a love laugh relationship with it because it's like, this is good stuff, but it's also kind it's ridiculous like, too. exactly. That's why I started this show. Right. Cause the, the, the industry sucks. It's like, it's, well, there, there's room for improvement, right? Yeah, we need to doubt. improve the self improvement yeah. industry. So a friend comes to like this event and he sees me like doing my thing. And he's like, this is your show. And I was like, Oh my goodness, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, I started to kind of put the pieces together for like, what would that look like? I booked a theater and I leapt into this whole opportunity to create this show. And, and, you know, I like to reflect this statement that I heard from a friend of mine, which is never leave the site of a decision without taking massive action that forces you to commit. It's pretty good. I like that. It's really good. And I was like, oh my gosh. And his whole thing is like, he was shaving his head and his beard and like like (laughs) like Christ and then went to like looking like Gandhi. And it was just like, wow. And that was his thing. But I was like, that wouldn't work for me. And my decision was, I want to make a show. So I reached out to a theater and I booked a show and I hadn't, or I booked the the time slot Mm -hmm. and I had no idea what I was going to do. I had two months to come up with something. So during that time, I just started writing down everything that I found was like ridiculous or weird or that I would laugh at if I was at a personal development seminar. And that became the workings of this show. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it now for two years. I took it to Australia to the Adelaide Fringe Festival, developed it over there. I've been doing, you know, since then shows in San Francisco, I've, I've done uh, corporate events, which was surreal because mm-hmm. I was like, You guys know this is a joke, right? they're like, we don't care. We just need a pick me up. So I was like, great. And people would come up to me and be like, this, like, can I get your book? like, is this in a book form? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, but it's always a good sign when someone it's comes up asking. to you and, and yeah. asking, I was like, okay, there's a need. And I didn't just want to put the script into the book because it's such a different experience. Like it's a, the show is something that you have to be there to truly experience. It's very unique. It's unlike mm-hmm. any other comedy show or one man show that I've ever seen, which is why I'm excited to keep doing it. And I realized that if I wanted to make the book, the book needed to parody personal development books, self-improvement books in the mm-hmm. same way that the show takes on the personal development seminars. Right. So I just started leaping into even more personal development books, the Jensen Seros, the uh, you know, the, all of the different personal development books that you see on the shelves on you know, people's bookshelves in the room next to their nightstands. And the exercises in them. And like I was like, how do I do this in my ridiculous like idiot style that would make reading a book an actual experience. So the book is full of, of twists and turns and tactile experiences that I hope people... I always say, if you're not laughing on every page, I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's meant to be a comedy. It's meant to be funny. It's meant to like be a very easy, fun read.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting though. And um, correct me if I'm wrong here. I always will. My, please. Yeah. My assumption is that this thing that is meant to parody personal development has probably helped a lot of people.
1: And that's the beauty of it. This yeah. walks such a fine line. That's why I call it a love-laugh relationship because mm-hmm. I'm not like, this stuff sucks. I'm like, this stuff is important. I just wish there was a better way to get it across to the right. people that have the resistance that I do. Yeah. I'll go to a personal development seminar. My arms are crossed. I'm sitting back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, impress me. You know, like, like, like who are you to be telling me this stuff? Yeah. Which is a very, I think, millennial approach to this stuff where it's like, like what have you done? you know, to, to be up there wearing this jacket telling me how to live my life. Um, and oftentimes like I'll come away from these seminars with valuable information and still a bit of a weird taste in my mouth. Like, okay, that was good, but I also feel a little dirty. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to get rid of that dirty feeling. And the element in my life that I've noticed is like that I, that I am drawn to the most is play can this be fun? Can this be exciting? If, even if this has to be stupid, if I can have a good time doing it, I'm, I'm going to have a, uh, less resistance towards Mm -hmm. it. So it's just about removing the resistance from this work while at the same time making people laugh really hard.
0: Yeah. And, and that's what I love because when I started this show, so I, I've been, um, in uh, consuming personal development since I was 13. So I'm 27 now. My brother, older brother, uh, when I was 13, I spent a summer with him in Florida and he threw a massive Tony Robbins book in my face and said, yeah. you have to read this before you leave, basically. Um, and, and under duress, I, I read the book. But so it, 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 I, I'm, I'm so grateful to the industry because it is what helped me to recognize that, oh, I am in control of my life and I can do whatever the hell I want, right? Yeah. However there is this big side of it that is like, let me say this thing that sounds really cute on Instagram and like make a quote out of it and then make a video out of that quote and then make 17 like anchor snippets out of the video. And all of a sudden, like, you're just taking it way too seriously and like trying to be this like godlike figure that nobody wants to see, but yet everyone still somehow wants to see. Um, And so I started this show In my mind, it was an antidote to that. It was how do we take personal development and make it super, super practical? practical. So instead of here's my big passion and my goals and blah, 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 like cool, what's the tiny thing you can do today that may not affect you for 25 years, but it it will get you there? And that was my answer to the problem based on my experiences and the skill sets I have. You did the same thing. And you just found the answer based on the skill sets and experiences you had, which was being funny, creating an experience, entertainment, so on and so forth. And I just love that we've almost like tried to solve the same problem, but just based on the differences in who we are, like came to different solutions for it. So and that's the beauty that. of
1: life, right? Yeah. Like we could all see a similar problem, but our approach will be so different from yeah, one another. And absolutely. You know, you said something that you read that Tony Robbins book under duress, yeah. right? Which is which is like, I think everybody gets into personal development under duress. Pretty much, yeah. So I call all of that stuff, going to a therapist, going to a Tony Robbins seminar, going to, to any anything to change your life. I call that level one, mm-hmm. right? Because you've acknowledged that there's something in your life that needs changing or someone has forced you into saying that there's something that needs changing and you're taking an action to to improve it, Yeah. right? That's that's step one, level one. I call my show level zero, mm-hmm. because you don't need to want to improve yeah. your life to go see a comedy show. Yeah, you could just want to have like a night out. And, like, invite your friends to go see a comedy show. Get your friends a comedy book. And it's just like, you're going to read this and you're going to laugh. And people are going to be so much... Their guard comes down. Yeah. Because my, my number one priority is to make you laugh. I have a bunch of stuff that I could say that I could put into a book that'd be really inspirational. But that's also there are so many other people that are doing that and that are probably better at that than I am. Mm-hmm. But my gift, I honestly feel like I'm the best person in the world at doing what I do. Yeah. I could take inspirational messages and I can wrap it in this form of confusing idiocy that makes <laughs> people laugh and be curious about it, but at the same time be like, but that feels right. Yeah, I think that, that truth is is contagious. And when someone hears something that resonates with them, they never forget it, regardless of Vic, if it comes through a cartoon no, yeah, like it doesn't matter. or, or uh, out of a Tony Robbins book.
0: Hey, oh, Future Greg here. Now, I remember back when I first got told that I needed glasses. I was at the DMV, actually. So not only did I feel embarrassed, I was also in the worst place known to mankind. Anyway, so I'm taking my eye exam to get my learner's permit so I can start learning to drive a car, and they call my name, and I step up to the white line on the floor. I squint my eyes, and I I try to stare at the board down the hallway, and nothing. I couldn't see a single letter. That's when my dad said we should go to the doctor and get a prescription for glasses, And honestly, I was so freaked out. I felt like all my friends and especially my cousins were going to make fun of me. And I was already this shy, nerdy kid who couldn't really talk to girls. So I didn't need glasses to complete the look, right? Now, my first pair, they were pretty bad. But my current glasses, they're straight up sexy. Like I see myself in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, "Ooh, come here often. So if you want to hit on yourself too, my glasses are from Warby Parker and they have a simple mission to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point. And quite frankly, they've accomplished that goal with glasses starting as low as $95, including the lenses, and they look good enough that you might just forget you're looking at yourself. Well, you can't really find a better Deal. And I don't just look good in my glasses either. I can feel good too. And that's because Warby Parker partners with nonprofits to make sure that every pair of glasses they sell results in a pair donated to someone who really needs it. So if you are in the market for a new pair of glasses, here's what you need to do. Head over to www.warbyparker.com slash tiny leaps right now and check out their free home try on program. I've done two or three of these myself. It's pretty awesome. You basically get five frames that you can pick. You can pack the box yourself and say, hey, I want this, 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 and this. They'll send them to your house 100% free. You can try them out for five days and then you send them back. And then if you liked one of them, go to the website. Click buy and you're done. There's no obligation to buy though. So you can just try the frames, check them out, see what looks good on you. Try a different style if you've been curious. Maybe you wear round glasses right now and you've always wanted to try square. Try them out with Warby Parker's home try-on program. So head over to www.warbyparker.com slash tiny leaps right now and give it a shot. That's www.warbyparker.com slash tiny leaps. So let's let's back up a little bit. Let's um you mentioned you went to clown
1: school in France. Yeah. How does that happen? Dude, okay. So this was uh, I, I just like fresh come off of a Tony Robbins experience and <laughs> driven into my mind the whole As Tony Robbins does. He tries people at clown school. Yeah. And <laughs> I I think he, he I think he got a kickback. Um, <laughs> but it was uh the phrase if you can't you must. Mm-hmm. And I'd recently started hanging out with these guys that were like clowns, right? And we had a, like the most amazing New Year's Eve party at my place where we were just having the most fun, goofing around on stage. And I felt like I'd found my people. And they said, Ross, you have to come to this school in France. Like that's where they all met. They were all from around the world. And they said, you have to come to the school in France. And I was like, oh, I can't. Because like, it seems like so far fetched, right? Like, it's yeah. so out there. How it's, am I it's going to get absurd. to France? I don't have the money to do it. I can't. And then I was like, oh no, like <laughs> I have to now. Oh, so man. like, this was an insane story because I had just gotten bumped off of a flight and got a thousand dollar credit on nice. some airline mm-hmm. and a thousand dollars wasn't enough to get me to France but I went to this website called skip Lagged. Have you heard of skip Lagged? No. It's like if ticket airline tickets are too expensive, you buy a ticket to another destination that has a layover in the city that you want to go to. And you just don't check a bag. It's phenomenal. Huh? So I book a ticket to Moscow for like $500. And I'm like, this is incredible uh, because it has a layover in Charles de Gaulle, mm-hmm. which is where I need to get to. Interesting. So I go to board the plane and they're like, where's your visa? And I was like, What? And they're like, you need a visa to travel to Russia. And I was like, I uh, well, between you and me, I'm actually just going to France. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Your ticket says you're going to Russia, you need a visa. And so here I am, like, it feels like this giant test. My school, my class is starting the next day. I've already paid the tuition to go to this Mm -hmm. thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I have to go. And I say, well, how do I get on this plane? And they go, you need a visa or you need to buy another ticket? And I go, well, how much is another ticket? And they're like, $2,000. And I am like, I, I have to go. And I had just gotten a new credit card. And I go, okay, I guess I'm about to meet my minimum spend on this thing. And I put it down. I put the credit card down. I go, fine. Like, we're going. I'm going to to France. I'm going to this thing. And this is a test. Just you want me to prove that I want this? I want it. Bam. Slam down the credit card. Buy the $2,000 ticket. I'm on the plane just like writing the most amazing Facebook post. You know, like (laughs) you could do anything you want to do, whatever it was. And I'm sitting down there and we're taxing for like 30 minutes. And I'm like, something's wrong. And they're like, uh, you know, we have to go back to the gate. There's something wrong with the plane. And it turns out they're like, it's going to take three hours to fix this thing. And they're like, you're welcome to get off. So I I get off the plane, just to kind of stretch my legs. And they're like, we can refund your ticket if you want because of this. So I got both tickets refunded. I'm, I called the school. I said, I'm going to be another day late. I found another ticket For $700, but I got the $2,000 back plus that initial $500 investment that I put down into it. All came back to me. that is insane. It's nuts. So it's funny how like the world will test you to be like, how badly do you want this risk that you're Mm -hmm. about to take? This thing that is outside of your comfort zone, we're gonna put a bunch of obstacles in the way of it. But once you prove that you're good, you are sailing. So I get to France and I'm in this class with like people from around the world that are here to learn this form of comedy. And I was about to say this new form of comedy, but truth be told, it's actually very old. Mm-hmm. And this teacher's taught like Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena Bonham Carter. And everyone in this class is like so open and loving, uh, which is great because the teacher is so cutthroat. And the class goes like this, get up and make us laugh. And then if you, oh, boom, he bangs his drum. Thank you, sit down. Thank you. He goes, Greg, did we think he was, oh, So funny, so funny, so funny, or did we want him to die? (laughs) And then you would have to say we wanted him to die. Oh my god! Because here's the thing about this this style of comedy, right? And this is in personal development as well. If you are trying to be something that you're not, if you are inauthentic, it is not funny. Yeah, and the whole world will feel that. And the truth be told is like, if you see a performer on stage and they're not giving you themselves, you do want them to die. Yeah. You're like, get off the stage, stop wasting my time. So that kind of honest feedback, which you won't get from friends, which you won't even get from audiences because you'll always get the pity laugh, but he's trying, right, yeah. it's good. That kind of honest feedback breaks those parts of you that are faking it. And the only laugh I got in that entire class was when I stood up in front of the class and I yelled at the teacher, I don't understand what you're talking about. You have the weirdest, you have the weirdest accent. And I don't understand a word that's coming out of your mouth. And the whole class erupts in in laughter. And I have no idea why. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I can't even tell if they're laughing at me. I flew all the way from America to do this. And I'm just such a failure. They are dying. They're hysterical laughing at me. And I'm like, and I don't even know why they're laughing at me right now. But they were laughing because I got real. Yeah. Because I showed a side of myself, and these were real fears that were coming out. I was like, I just flew all this way to fail, right? It's funny. Yeah. Uh, well, so I'm,
0: what I find fascinating here is that it almost sounds like through clown school, like that that taught you to be who you are, right? And that's such a massive part of personal development, improving yourself, and just being happy in life is to stop rejecting who you actually are and embrace it and start to learn how to be that person. Um, my next question was going to be, how do you figure that out? But it sounds like it for you, at least it just had to be like this brutal environment of anytime you weren't
1: that you just got rejected. I think that's the case for everybody. Like you already know who you are. You've just forgotten yeah like it's those things that you did when you were a kid before pain kicked in when you were like i want to do this thing right as a kid we have no problem dreaming Mm -hmm. and a great exercise and i did learn this at a tony robbins event it's like going back to your first ever dream what did you want what did you want to be why did you want to be it what would you get from being that what was your second dream after that dream who did you want to be What did you want to bring? What did you want to get from that? Why did you want to get that? Mm -hmm. And if you keep doing that, you can actually see a through line in all of your dreams. And that's who you are. And that's why you're here. My whole thing that I bought, I wanted to be an NBA player. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm like, you know, I'm a six foot two white Jewish guy. Like there's no chance that I'm going to be an NBA player. And my mom (laughs) let me know. And then I wanted to be an actor. Right. And the reason why I wanted to be an NBA player was because I wanted to play and have fun with my friends. Mm -hmm. And then the reason why I wanted to be an actor is because I wanted to play and have fun with my friends. All I want in life is to play and have fun with my friends. So that's how I, I go about life. I just want to create moments of excitement and amusement for me and the people that I love. Mm -hmm. And the beauty is that once we get out of our own way, we realize that we have the potential to love everybody and everybody has the potential to be our friends. So the market just, it stopped being just about me and my family and friends It became about everyone that I encounter as an opportunity to be a new friend mm-hmm. and we can create and play if they're open to it
0: so what's next for you so you've got the show you've I got, got, the the show. I got the book got the book are you doing another book or are you doing a it's different show, a TV show. Like what, what What? happens next?
1: We've got a lot of stuff in the works. Right now, the big thing is uh, we've got a, a performance on July 14th in Los Angeles at the Dynasty Typewriter Theater. Okay, uh, Tickets are available now. I'd love to have everybody listen can to they, this. Where uh, buy that? They can buy that at stopstoppingtheunstoppable.com. I've got these great hats that are going up for sale. One says, uh, understated billionaire. Great hat. It's a great way to manifest what mm-hmm. you want to be. And then the other one, can I, can I say the F word yeah, on your show? Yeah, yeah the other one is, don't fail forward, fuck up. <laughs> uh, so we've got that and the book's available on there as well. We're, we're going to put some stuff together. Hopefully this could be a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some really great concepts around this character. But I'm just going to be going on tour, so if you're interested in seeing me, there's a great mailing list, and the whole website is designed to parody the websites of personal development speakers. So mm-hmm. you actually get a free gift from Dale Thorhammer if you sign up for the mailing that's amazing. list. Amazing, yeah.
0: Um, and that's that's at stopstoppingtheunstoppable.com.
1: Stopstoppingtheunstoppable.com, and then also uh, on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. both at Dale Thorhammer, which is the character, and, and me at the Ross Everett.
0: Got it. So LA, July 14th, you July, said? 14th, July 14th, LA stop, stopping the unstoppable.com. Do you have any New York shows coming up?
1: We are going to be booking some. They are, you'll be the first now.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Uh,
1: what we, we're going to be doing like an East coast tour and, awesome. and putting all that stuff together. When,
0: when we do a, a New York, uh, we'll, we'll try and do like a tiny leaps meetup at the show or something like that. That'd be great. Um, dude, thank you so much for being here. Thanks this was such a fun conversation. Um, stop stopping the anywhere else we can connect with you directly or my is that the best yeah place? there's
1: a, uh if you go to the com, or i'm very available on cool. instagram so yeah people want to reach out through instagram
0: awesome and i'll grab those links and put them in the description and for you the listener thank you so much for being here thank you for uh, choosing to spend some time with us today Uh, this was a cool conversation for me because like I I mentioned, we're trying to solve the same problem, but using who we uniquely are to find the solution. And, And you really can't do anything else besides that. Uh, so Ross, thank you again for being here to listeners. Thank you for, for being here. Be sure to click subscribe if you have not already. That's the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode. And as always remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take. Every day. Every day.